Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks, the podcast of Leif Hetland and Global Mission Awareness. Well, hello everyone. This is Leif Hetland and welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. And I have this incredible privilege to be here with a dear, dear friend, Gary Cassie. And I had the honor of meeting Gary 20 years ago. And my life has never been the same. So there are several things that I will share with you in a few moments that I have received from Gary. And hopefully that you are going to be blessed. And some of the things that Gary and Drenda carries, I believe is going to add value to you and to your church, your business and your family. So Gary, it is awesome to be with you. Well, it's a privilege. And as we were talking before we actually started recording this, it has been 20 years, and your life hasn't been the same, and neither has mine. So it's been a, a great relationship. And it is always fun because we, uh, we're almost together every year. It's the last couple of years that I've been having the honor and joy to minister to Faith Life family. And you have an incredible, just to watch from the earlier days in a small mm-hmm. little place, and now you have two huge campuses, worldwide ministry, the businesses and everything that God has done, how you have steward and taking a seed to become a powerful tree full of fruit and now to see an orchard taking place all over the world. So yes, I like that. Yeah, it, it is it's a very, very beautiful picture. And, and just share with me a little bit of the testimony in this story, because I know the background of Dranda and you and kind of where you came from, because I think that's going to be encouraging for people of whatever yeah. level they're at. Well, I mean, we're your basic broke, depressed on antidepressant uh, person, and there's a lot of them out there. (laughs) But for uh, nine years late, that's the sad thing. For nine years, we lived in severe debt uh, to the point of being dysfunctional. I mean, we had everything maxed out, canceled, IRS liens, credit cards. I mean, everything we had was broken. We lived in a little farmhouse that was broken. We basically just kind of scavenged our way through life. We um, furnished the little farmhouse we had. We found the carpet alongside the road. We found the mattresses for the boys out of a nursing home, discard pile. Everything was broken. Cars were broken, barely started. And uh, we were the Christians. Uh, you know, I have, my family, they weren't Christians, but they had money. <laughs> and here I'm the Christian and I'm, I am broke. And broke for nine years. And of course, that begins to take a toll on you emotionally. I was really, I was really just hopeless. I mean, I couldn't even see a way out. Mm. I used to think, what would it be like to have a hundred dollars? I didn't owe anyone, and I couldn't even imagine that. And it, it was a desperate situation. It kept getting worse and worse. Now we are, we we are, we were believers. People say, mm. well, you you know, you need Christ. You need to come to the Lord. Well, we were Christians. We were baptized and are baptized in the Holy Spirit. We pray in tongues. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit, and we love church. We love the anointing, and uh, that wasn't the issue. We, quite frankly, I know a lot of Christians that are broke, and they love the anointing, you know, but the the bottom line is that um, we were going backwards, and although we knew the promises of God, we knew the Word. God, uh, we had our church taught that it was God's will that you're blessed and that you have uh, finances, that debt is not God's best for your life. We just never could quite figure that out. 
And even though we read it in the Bible, we never actually experienced it. And so hopelessness was our way of life, and it was taking its toll to the point that eventually I was having paralysis besides panic attacks. I got to the point I was afraid to leave my house. Fear ruled my life. I was anxious every day. I was in sales. I was um, in um, insurance sales for those nine years, but I was anxious every single day, and fear uh, was taking over my life, and joy was missing. I was not a great husband or father then, and uh, it came to a head after, I mean, obviously, nine years, it would come to a head eventually. (laughs) I should have come to a lot earlier if I was smart enough to figure it out, but um, an attorney called, of course, one of many, you know, collection calls are a way of life mm. and stalling them. I mean, electric guy came to our house once a month, to turn the power off. Wow. <laughs> we'd have parties at our house and he would come knock on the door, you know, and we'd have to kind of give him a bad check or, you know, it was just horrible. It was horrible. You know, I remember one time I had a couple sales reps, in my office, my insurance office, and I was, had a contest and I was, had promised them this great big dinner, you know, as far as the, uh, part of the recognition for their, their great performance and went, I couldn't even, my credit card wouldn't work. They had to pay for their own dinner. It was just a shame. It was just shame. And it was embarrassment and hopelessness. But when it came to the end, uh, an attorney called, of course, many called one called one day and he didn't say a whole lot. He said, listen, you've promised me a check for three times in a row. I've never gotten it. He says, you have three days to get this money here or I'm following a lawsuit. And for some reason, I was done. I'd already borrowed tens of thousands from our parents to the point that if I called my dad, the first thing he would say to me was, how much do you need this time? I mean, we, we exhausted, exhausted every, every avenue there was. Um, I had to make, you know, no, I don't know, every so often trips down to the IRS office, try to hold them off. And there is no vision when there's no provision. Mm. And so there's no joy but so when this attorney called, I, for some reason, I, I knew I was done. I've already exhausted everything, and I knew I'm finished. And so I, I went upstairs in complete despair in our little farmhouse, laid across the bed, and I just began to weep and cry out to the Lord. Of course, I mean, for nine years, I mean, I've asked God things before, but this time I think my heart was just totally exhausted of any self-help. I couldn't do it. And God spoke to me really pretty quick. And he just quoted uh, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And I said, I was shocked first off that I heard his voice that fast. Mm. But then I said, I don't have that. He says, I know you don't have that because you've never learned how my kingdom operates. I did not have a clue what he was talking about because I have an Old Testament degree. I went to college, went to Bible school for a year. Again, I'm in church, been a Christian for a number of years. What do you mean I don't know how your kingdom operates? I didn't have a clue, but I knew that he was telling me something. And he said one more thing. He said, my church is uh, like Israel was in the day of Pharaoh. They made bricks. They were slaves. And they didn't have any, you know, they didn't have any, they were slaves. He said, my church today is enslaved in debt. I want them free, he said. And I didn't know what that meant either. I wanted to be free. It's like, yeah, I want to be free, you know? Anyway, so I walked downstairs. I grabbed Drenda. I told her what God had said to me. And I repented to her of the mess I'd gotten ourselves into. And I said, listen, God says we need to learn how the kingdom operates. 
Mm. I don't know what that means. I don't use the word kingdom in my vocabulary back then. I remember the Lord's prayer. It says your kingdom come. That was basically my concept. You know, I have no idea what he meant when he said how his kingdom operates. And that began the journey, Leif, where I began to uh, learn. God began to teach us how the, what the kingdom is, what it does, how it operates, and our life completely changed. And how long did it take? Because I know your story is from being $100,000 in debt to when did you have, how long from that revelation yeah. before you were? Well, we were more than 100000 in, in debt. Okay. But um, the first thing, you know, God showed me was Luke 620 that says, blessed are the poor for theirs is the kingdom of God. Mm. And so I thought, okay, what does that mean? I had to figure out what kingdom is. Mm. I, God had to teach me basically in just a quick, you know, description Kingdom is not a mob of people. Yeah. Kingdom is a government. It has a king, and the king's authority rules that uh, the people, the citizens uh, of that kingdom to protect, to ensure they have provision, to, to make sure the will of the king is done. And it's, it operates through, through government. Mm. And so for the first time in my life, the revelation that changed my life was, wait a minute, people cross the Mexican border, not because they don't have government in Mexico, not because they don't have resources in Mexico, but the government's different. Mm. America is prosperous because of our ability to create wealth and keep it. Mm. And so people cross to, to find a better government. Again, they have beautiful mountains and beaches in Mexico. They don't, they're not coming here for vacation. So I understood that the government had laws and I understood that according to Ephesians 2.19, I was a, and am, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God, as well as a member of God's household. And I realized, wait a minute, citizens have legal rights. Hmm. This is a government that operates by laws. And if I learned the laws of the kingdom, then I could enjoy the blessing of the kingdom. Hmm. So I became a spiritual scientist. I began hmm. to read all the stories different in the Bible like when the fish multiplied for Peter, James, and John, I asked, how did that happen? And why did it happen? Hmm. Are there laws, you know, and Jesus would continually say things like the kingdom of heaven is like, these stories in the Bible are, are not so that people go, wow, Jesus is amazing, but he's trying to teach people the laws of the kingdom hmm. and how it operates. You know, in the Jesus cursed the tree in Mark 11, you know, it, it his words and, uh, How'd that happen? Why did that happen? So I began to research and began to study the laws of the kingdom, how they operate, what faith is, um, how to release the authority of heaven, what it means to have a, be a citizen, to have legal rights. And I realized, I began to realize that this government, the laws are mine to use as a citizen. I have access to them. And so as God began to slowly teach me these laws, I began to apply them and, uh, well, I would say it's amazing. It wasn't amazing to God. He knows his laws always work. But it was amazing to me. The things that we began to see were just like we had to pinch ourselves. Mm. It took us two and a half years to pay ourselves completely out of debt. We created businesses. Uh, you know, I can't even explain how it felt to <laughs> uh, go into a dealership and pay cash for a car when months before, you know, we're scrounging in cushions trying to find enough quarters to uh, go to McDonald's and split one Happy Meal between three or four kids. Wow. But now you're walking in, you're paying cash for a car. We're 
building our dream home on 50 acres paid for um, our whole life drastically, I mean, drastically changed. I mean, drastically changed. And from that point on, I realized as I looked around the body of Christ, I saw that, wait a minute, this was so amazing. It's like, it's like a light came on and this stuff began to happen. But I realized this wasn't, this isn't happening for most of the people that I see. And so I knew that I needed to begin to tell people and teach people what God was teaching me because it literally changed our life so much. Of course, then after we got out of debt, you know, we went on to, uh, to launch a church, then a, a television ministry, uh, which we're on daily, you know, in every time zone. And of course our campuses, but the bottom line is I just want to tell people how the kingdom operates and mm-hmm. how to access it uh, with the laws that God taught us. And that's really my passion. That's what we're doing today. And one of the, I mean, it, I told people the three specific things that I've got from Gary and Drenda over 20 years. One is faith. Mm-hmm. So when I've been around you, I've seen I've had an upgrade in faith in every area of my life. When I'm hanging around you, there was the family. And I remember first time I came up there was in 2001. Second yeah. time I brought my wife with me. But yeah. just something started to happen. And today, I mean, we just had a big celebration this weekend of the Kingdom Family Movement. Yeah. From all over the world, people came to Colorado, from China, from Pakistan and all over. Now we have this explosive movement all over the world. But there was so much connected to I saw family, I saw you and Drenda and the kids together, mm-hmm. and you could see it was not just a, I saw how the kingdom was operating in the relationships, and it yes. did something in me in regard to what is possible for my marriage, for my children, and today we've seen a tsunami wave of that uh, taking place, and yeah, we have in 22 countries a culture changing culture, yes. because heaven on earth is a family culture, and then the That's finances, right. The finance was a big paradigm shift for me because uh, even there when we got around you and I thought I was doing pretty well, but I remember several times tears in my eyes. One of them was the generosity. One of them was just being around you. There was an impartation. And I just realized that I shifted the way I was thinking and I started to look at the laws and then I started to see it's operating my life. And anyone that is around my life have seen how I've been very blessed and seen even as I'm saying that I've been able to help thousands of people in those three areas because of the the gift that you gave me and gave my family just in this journey. We were on vacations together or we stayed in your home and saw the 55 acres. So I've been watching the journey and watching your life, not just that you had a message, but I saw how the message got you and that created an impartation. Well, family was always... Uh, important to us. And when people come up to me and they say, you know, guys will come up and say, you know, why, why, why am I not prospering? The first thing I say is, how's your marriage? I mean, everything flows out of your family. Every, all ministry, everything flows out of the marriage. Then it goes into the children. Um, Everything flows through family. That's how God did it. Abraham's family, you know, the lineage um, is the ministry is a family event and God calls families, not just people, you know, one person. Mm -hmm. So that is very important that we understand. And so we are blessed. Um, family was something that God taught us before he began to teach us finances. And, you know, today all of our kids are involved in the ministry. You know, I'm a wealthy man, not because of money, but because of family. Hmm. And so this is a message that is so needed in today's hour in the culture yeah. we live in where family is as you know, being distorted and misaligned from what God's plan is. 
and they're reaping the dysfunctional you know, consequences of that. And there's only the church of Jesus Christ has the picture of what life's supposed to look like yeah. as God created it. And so we have uh, not, it's not politically correct, but we are the voice of freedom. And so family is, marriage is, God's plan always has been, male and female, he made them. And we are uh, to proclaim that with great boldness today, especially. When you talk about, I want you to mention a few of your books. I have um, The Money Mysteries of Master. I just got a new one, 30 Days, where people can get an upgrade in faith and just a very simple. But share a little bit about some of the tools you have available that can add value to the people that are out there. Well, you know, it's um, you you have to study. Uh, I would say, you know, it's interesting when the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to your life. It doesn't say seek God, it says seek his kingdom, yeah. which means that, I mean, obviously God's the king of the, of the kingdom, but if you learn how the kingdom operates, seek first his kingdom mm-hmm. and his righteousness. So righteousness infers what the king calls his right, his laws, what yeah. he, you know, how he set life up. So if I study how the kingdom operates and I know what God's design is, how it operates, I don't live in a, an impoverished kingdom. I mean, no. You know, all these things will be added as I learn how it works. But as far as material, you know, um, we have to realize we come for all of us were raised in a dysfunctional, I call it the earth curse system uh, background. So we have to renew our mind to the kingdom. It's like if I dropped you out of an airplane into another country, you'd have to figure out how do I eat? How do I buy? What's the language? And when you're born again, you have to learn the kingdom. You have to learn this new environment you're in and how it functions and so you have to study. So we we have endeavored to put all the things God's taught us. We're still writing. We're, we're behind on that. Leif, I'll tell you, we're yeah. behind. I think, we all, <laughs> okay. I think all of us that have I think we all, yeah. vision <laughs> stay there, right? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but so we have a lot of books on the kingdom, family. Drenda, of course, has her own television broadcast on family. She specializes in kind of aiming in that direction. She has women and, of course, family life. But we have a lot of material that uh, you can get at our website, garycassie.com. And a lot of material that help you understand uh, my story and how we got out of debt. And I say how, because you need to start asking questions. You know, how did those fish show up? How did Gary get out of debt? How did that story, how was that person healed? Why wasn't this person healed? I mean, when you understand the kingdom operates by laws, then you can begin to ask those kinds of questions Mm. and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. The disciples did. Why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus told them. So becoming a student of the kingdom is important to have the success and have what the kingdom says. But we have a lot of uh, books. We also still have a, uh, a business that we've had for 35 years to help people get out of debt. We still do a free get out of debt plan for people. It shows them how to be completely debt free, including their house in less than seven years on their current income. And that uh, we've done that for 35 years and we still do it today. Um, all over. So people can still request that from our ministry. We do that. But we do have a lot of material like that people can can go through and check out. I remember because I've had the honor of preaching together with you. Or even mm-hmm. We even did one of the freedom seminars together. And I still yep. remember one person when he planted a seed, 
that, I mean, it was all these people got miraculously healed when they just became free of money, physical healing. Yeah. Took place. Yeah. And it is this whole thing. You cannot have two masters. You're going to serve one or the other. That's and right. suddenly when they became free from the bondage of being a servant to money and they started to honor and serve God and believe they, they can trust God and they learn how his kingdom operated to see all those people be being healed. And another yeah. one of my highlights was back in 2001, because in my Baptist day, I learned how salvation operated yeah. and it was provided for. Then yeah. later on, I learned about healing. Wow, that that was also included. So everything about healing, I learned by the same way as I learned about salvation, look at healing. That's right. And, and then suddenly when I met you then in 2001, it was like, a, and God afterwards just convicted me and said, the same thing you learn about salvation and healing, it's the same divine exchange that took place. Right. At yeah. the cross. And I started to look at that in 2001. And there was also there an incredible upgrade that just started to take place in our life. Yeah. From going from a spirit of poverty, because I, I didn't know even I had that. And it was connected to an orphan heart, mm-hmm. a orphan spirit. And when I then became a son and realized who my papa is and got my identity, right. that was also so much connected to my change. Exactly. Well, you know, we talk about um, the stripes that Jesus took for healing. And by the way, one book they might want to get is my daughter Amy's book on how she was instantly healed overnight as she slept. A 13-pound tumor disappeared as she slept. That's called Healed Overnight. That's a great book. But, you know, we talk about the stripes that Jesus took for our healing, but very few people talk about the the thorn, the crown of thorns. Now, you remember when the earth curse happened in Genesis chapter 3, God told Adam that the earth would produce thorns and thistles now. And, of course, when Jesus was being mocked and carried away to be, uh, you know, killed on the cross, the soldiers put a a crown of thorns on his head. I don't believe by accident. It was Satan Mm -hmm. mocking him, kind of reemphasizing those thorns of that that curse that came on the earth. And those thorns were knocked into his head by those swords there. I mean, they were beating his head with that. Those thorns and blood was running down his, his, uh, his face. And so we know the blood of the stripes took healing. And of course the spear, the blood ram got salvation, but really in a sense that those, those thorns in his head, that blood that ran that day uh, gave us back the restoration of prosperity in the earth realm that it would produce as it was designed to. And so, as you said, as a son of the house, we have what the house has and we have, we have the entire kingdom. Begging is not part of our life anymore. We have, we already have it all. And once we understand that, we can begin to step into that. And I know that uh, your life has impacted ours as well. That's for sure. You know, we first met you, you were one of those crazy guys that go to Pakistan, talk to these Muslims with a gun to your head. And we were going, who is this guy? You know, so we thought, man, that's the most outstanding evangelism I've ever heard of, you know, and we had the privilege of helping support some of those trips, uh, sending you overseas. We still, it's still kind of a privilege to support your ministry. But, and then of course, uh, I think us, you always have taught love and taught us uh, the father's heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's really changed a lot how we think about God, because as you know, the religious God is a mean God. Yeah. <laughs> and once we find out that God is a God of love and he's our father, it changes everything. Oh, wow. So if you had one advice to give to an average person that is out here, Gary, and mm-hmm. because I know there's a lot of people, they 
They have a lot of dreams and vision, but the honest yeah. fact is that uh, every single morning they wake up and they have a giant and that's called money. Yep. And they owe and owe and off to work they go and they yep, serve money yep, yep, and yep, they yep. want to become free. And I meet, I meet people all the time that are in that situation, including yes. people that I love dearly. So what would yes. be a good starting point for people that, that would like to actually shift over from, from being orphans to be sons and stepping into the kingdom? Well, and, yeah. I would say the church has done a fair job in teaching people to sow, mm. but a horrible job in teaching people how to harvest. Wow. And, you, you know, there's a lot to that whole, I make I spend a long time talking about harvest. Uh, first off, I just want to tell you that uh, you can win against debt. It's not that complicated. You do it with God and his principles. You can, you can do that. I've done it for 35 years. We've had thousands upon thousands of people get free from debt. But you're going to have to change your thinking and how you go about it. You can't do it in your own strength. Never designed to do it in your own strength. But God will show you how to harvest. And I say, you know, Peter, James, and John out there fishing. Jesus comes along. They fished all night and caught nothing. They borrow the boat. Jesus preaches. They catch some they fish. The boats are about sinking. And I tell people, anyone can catch fish if Jesus tells you where the fish are. So, you know, really, <laughs> if you let the Holy Spirit uh, show you, he will show you how to, uh, how to accomplish this task. And I just want to encourage you that giving is not enough. It's, there's a harvest to the giving that you have to know how to follow the Holy Spirit and, and accomplish. But you can do that. But it's, it's the fish are there. The fish are there, God will, will help you. I think one of the phenomenal revelation in your book, Money Mysteries of the Masters, mm. you use in the story, of course, with the loaves and fishes, where here you have that boy, and he did so, and he gave to Jesus. But I can just imagine the 12 disciples, because there was 12 baskets left over. So yeah. each apostle had to carry a basket when he yeah. was coming home to his mama. And he maybe gave up the lunchbox, but watched 12 <laughs> apostles come with a big basket back right. to mama right. of that. And, but that's, I, I've watched how you do it in a practical way. It's not just a biblical story, but how does that look like when you have a seed, but also how you multiply, who do you, whose needs do you meet with those loaves and fishes? And then to see the 12 baskets left that is left over as a result of so yeah. there's a whole beautiful chapter there of learning how yeah. to do that. Well, in my book, um, uh, The Power of Rest is a great book. It speaks of the double portion. It teaches on the double portion. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you go back to even to the manna, the, uh, the Sabbath day, the day, the day of rest, the Sabbath rest was only possible because the sixth day produced double the amount. Wow. And of course, they had the Sabbath year. They couldn't sow and do their crops for a whole year. Remember, every seven years. How did they survive that? Because the sixth year produced enough double to last for that entire year. And so um, God taught me that he always operates in the double portion, not just survival, just enough. He always, well, Paul says that the, the will of God is that we're able to be generous on every occasion, which means we have more than enough. The 12 baskets those disciples picked up were the double portion. Mm. They were, but they were hidden from them. They were walking on the fragments and Jesus had to tell them to pick them up, let nothing be wasted. And that's how people live today. They live in survival mode and slavery. In fact, like, they can't even receive ideas because their life is so overwhelmed right now with stress and they're already so busy, they can't even imagine adding something to their life. Yeah. But Jesus had to tell them, guys, 
pick up the scraps. And they picked mm-hmm. up the scraps. They had 12 baskets left over, which was more than they started with. And so learning how the kingdom operates and learning to think different, not a servant slavery mentality, but an entrepreneurial creative mentality with vision will literally change your life. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, another one that uh, practically speaking, uh, I got from you 2004, I think was the year where you just used the very mm-hmm. one. Why was it the coin found in the fish's mouth for Peter? Mm-hmm. And again, yes, because he's a fisherman. And I had had just had a surgery and I had a lot of pain after the surgery. And then I was thinking about it because we had big medical bills. A lot of things came in. Sure. And then I just remember. So what I did is I created a healing stream CD. We fed. So we had 486 people got healed just from listening to the CD. Uh, praise I the got, Lord. I got my results back again. So we paid off all the medical bills. Plus we had abundance left over, but it came from this because I had to see within my sphere of what God had given me. And then I just put scripture verses together. I put a guy to play the piano and we just, I I did it for myself and I got healed from it. And I got minister healing as I just did it myself. And then I fed other people with the same thing that freely I've received. And then I looked at the 12 baskets left over, paid my medical bills, and then I had abundance. But that came from one little gold nugget of kingdom revelation that that God had given you. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how it works. Revelation. It all comes by revelation, you know. God can show you one little scripture and it saints your whole life. So it's it's awesome to hear those stories. Congratulations, by the way, with the new campus there. That just blew me away. That was a blessing, you know. That's that's a good illustration. You know, we had sown for a campus. We had looked for a campus in Columbus here and uh, almost pulled the trigger a couple times on a couple, but the Holy Spirit said no, and things got stagnant. Mm. You know, just we got stuff to get done. I mean, you got to have your provision. You got to have, you know. And so the Lord spoke to me. He says, look, I want you to take $100,000. I want you to sow it. Tell Satan to take his hands off of this campus that you need that I'm going to provide. And you take it before the whole church and tell them what we're doing. We're, 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 you know, we're done with this. We've been waiting for six months. We need this campus. And so we stood up to the church and we said, okay, guys, we're breaking this in the name of Jesus. We're sowing this. Father, we thank you for this direction. We need to find it. And two days later, two days, I already had a dinner planned for <laughs> two months with this guy that I knew and uh, we're just having dinner. And that day before I went to dinner, I happened to see this whole school campus that had foreclosed on and uh, went to dinner with this guy. And he just said, Hey, how's church going? I said, good. We're, you know, we're um, money's coming in for our addition. We're adding onto our building. He says, "Uh, you ever thought about a campus? I said, well, yeah, matter of fact, we have, we've been looking for one for six months. And in fact, we just saw one today that we, you know, it'd be great. And he, we told him how, you know, how many millions it was, whatever. And he goes, well, what? He said, that'd be great. He said, would you like it for free? <laughs> and we, we said, what? He said, would you like it for free? We said, what do you mean? He said, all right, I'll check out for it. So one guy, <laughs> this dinner had already been set up, you know, a month before, before I even saw the campus. And uh, he brought it up, and he wrote the check out and gave it to us. And I don't think I, I hadn't heard that part of the story. I was yeah. there right after with your yeah. team and your leadership celebrating in December, and but I didn't <laughs> like they didn't so tell one, me that part here, of the story. <laughs> here, one day you have no campus, you don't even know where it's at. You go see it. By that evening, you have it paid for. It's a twelve million dollar campus. 
So what kind of a coincidence do you think it has to do with the seed, but also you knowing how to? Well, I believe exactly. I followed what God said. Now we had sown before, mm-hmm. and I believe that I just I, with the Holy Satan got involved in some area. He tried to slow that down. Mm. He tried to slow it down. You know, he does that sometimes. Uh, the Bible says in, in Corinthians that if uh, if Satan would have known the plan of God for Jesus, he would never killed him. Satan is always observing. He's trying to figure out the plan of God. He's in darkness. He doesn't know what God's plan is. But as you begin to move certain directions, he tries to. He can pick up things, and he'll try to cause interference. And that's what was happening. It's interference was happening, and the Lord said, "Okay, we're going. You need to break this." And so that's what we did. Is you're the pastor of the church. You have the authority of the church. You need to stand up and take authority over this. And so I'm talking to fathers and you know, people that have businesses, you have the authority over your business, the authority of your home. And sometimes you just got to stand up and say, Hey, this is, I'm not, this isn't how we're having, this isn't it. This isn't going to work here. This is, we have covenant, we have blessing, we have the promises, you know, we got to, you got to step up and take charge. And that's what God was telling me. So we stood up and sowed that hundred thousand. And two days later that showed up. I have to admit that was pretty surprising. I mean, I've seen God do a lot of things financially, but uh, just overnight to have it kind of was an upgrade, even for you. <laughs> I told Drenda after that happened. I said, Drenda, I said "Okay, I, I get it, God. I'm not thinking big enough yet. You know, I'm not thinking wow. big enough yet." So, but that was a great story, and of course, we're now you know preparing to enter into that campus. But um, I'm just—I would tell anyone, God. I mean, God can. God already have you already have it. Mm. Faith is being confident of what God says. You yeah. already have it. Uh, the Bible says Abraham was fully persuaded of what God said, even though he had to face the fact that it was impossible for Sarah to have a child. So he saw the fact, but he was persuaded of what God said in spite of the fact. And so I tell people, look, the facts can change. God's word never changes, but you've got to know what it feels like to be in faith. You got to know what faith is, how it operates, how you release faith. And I always say it, it's vital that you learn yourself to judge yourself if you're in faith, because mm. you're going to make a lot of stupid faith, I mean, fear-based decisions if you're not in faith. And so, so, how do you judge yourself then, Gary? When you, how do you judge yourself to know that you are in well, faith? Well, okay, anxiousness. Not- anxiousness, okay. fear is not part of faith. Yeah. So if you're anxious, you're not in faith. It's that simple. Yeah. Faith is assured it is the substance of things not seen and the evidence of the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if you have evidence that you have something, you're, there's no fear there. You already have it. Yeah. So faith is being assured. There's hope. The Greek word for hope in the New Testament isn't that maybe or maybe not. It, is com- it means confident expectation. So if I'm in faith, I have assurance and expectation. So some of the symptoms of not being in faith is, of course, fear, mm. anxiousness, not being ex- uh, expectant, dread, um, negative thoughts. These are symptoms you can judge yourself by. Faith talks like something's already happened. I have this. I'm expectant. There's joy there. Um, there's peace. And so when you find yourself not in faith, you have to know how to handle it because, okay, how does faith come? Well, it comes by the word, but how does the word produce faith? And you've got to learn, you know, how to, I always say, just back up, get the word out, let the word argue its case like an attorney until your heart settles down, you feel that assurance coming, 
you know, till you know that you know that you know that you know mm-hmm. that you have faith that you that you believe what God said, and you don't you don't go forward and make dumb decisions when you know you're in doubt and unbelief. Yeah. But essentially, faith is something you have to learn uh, how it operates, how to release it, and judge yourself. And, and you know, and the, the Paul said, "Fight the fight of faith." The, the fight is staying in faith. Yeah. And with circumstances you're, you're blaring at you, the fight of faith is the fight to stay in faith and stay with the Word of God in the midst of any situation. Yeah, because many times the word of God comes in a seed format, and then we have to be aware of the soil. What kind of a soil? There's four kinds of That's soil, right. and making sure the heart is there. That's and then right. I often say it's like right now I'm going to the Middle East again, and probably do some of the most crazy thing I've ever done in April. <laughs> and but in the middle of it, I've had a word over, but now I'm pregnant with that word. So I'm waiting yeah. just through the gestation until it is fully mature so I can birth forth what God says. Yeah. So it's just a, a similar process. I'm protecting what I'm pregnant with and making sure that it's becoming healthy well, before yeah. I birth it up. That's a good illustration. You know, the safest place for you to be is in the Middle East. Yeah. Because you have revelation <laughs> to go there. Yeah. And as long as you stay, as long as you walk in the revelation of God where he's leading you, you're, you're, you're a great place. That's beautiful. Yeah. I would like you to pray for me pray for us and the the audience says there's several hundred pastors listening to this but it's also our big family around the world sure uh, we we just i'm sensing what you carry and this is my heart is that uh, that is going to be an upgrade for all of us as we are honoring you and honoring your journey and who you are and what you carry and i encourage everybody to go and and look up gary cassie and drenda and then get any of the material and resources that has blessed me and watch their television anything you can do to even sew in and be part of some of the things they're doing it's tremendous helping so many people into freedom and it's blessed my life but i also believe in the impartation uh, that this for him to pray a blessing over us yeah. that's going to unlock the lid in people's life so that they can experience a moving into yeah, total yeah. freedom. Wow. One thing, Leif, uh, regarding churches, we we are we do travel to churches and host these conferences free of charge to help their church get out of debt and help people get out of debt. Beautiful. And that for a long time. So that's something you might want to check out. Yeah. Um, fixingthemoneything.com is another website that you can go to, fixingthemoneything.com and uh, get some material. But uh, today, you know, let me just say, Fear over money paralyzes so many people. And uh, I believe, you know, when we're sick, we need healed. But I believe there's more people that are battling the fear of money than even sickness. And so I would say, until you fix the money thing, you'll never discover who you are. You'll be making all your decisions in survival mode, slavery mentality. But God has a plan for you, and he has has a great plan for your money as well. So So I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. We thank you for life and the vision, all of these done, all the uh, reaching multiple millions of people across the world. And Father, for his his family, his tribe, Father, I thank you for the, the ministries represented on this podcast. And we speak life. We speak life today in the name of Jesus, that money and finances are part of the provision of the kingdom of God for your assignment, your family, and in your inheritance that you leave to your children's children. And so in the name of Jesus, we bind that fear. We say it cannot exist, for we have all of our needs met according to the word of God. And Father, I pray as Paul did in Ephesians the first chapter, the eyes of their understanding by revelation, they could receive revelation, Father, of the missing pieces 
the, the little links, the little little things they need to see to put the puzzle together to step into the provision that they need and must have. Father, I thank you for that. I thank you that you bless them abundantly, mm-hmm. debt-free, running their race, fully provided for, full of life, living the good life, living the family life, enjoying it along the way. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.